Day 3. Thanks. A year ago today, my mother died. She was in her mid-90s and she'd lived a good, busy and faithful life. It was her time to go and she was ready. And as I look back at her life and work, I want to give thanks. She wasn't perfect, of course, none of us is. And when you're close to someone decade after decade, their faults become only too familiar, as our own do to them. But thanks are still appropriate, especially in my case, when I consider how many people in today's world grow up without the solid basis of a loving and stable home. As I think about thanking God for someone close to me like that, the circles of thanksgiving get wider and wider. I am thankful for my parents, despite their faults and limitations, and I hope my children will be thankful for me despite mine. I'm thankful for my teachers, even though some of them were less than fully adequate to the task. I'm thankful to have been spared the horrors of war that were faced by the previous two generations. I'm specially thankful for my wife, my children, my grandchildren, not least because they know me very well and love me anyway. I do not take these things for granted. Many people are deprived of them, for whatever reason. And perhaps in consequence many find it hard to be thankful. What Shakespeare called the whips and scorns of time take their toll, and though people may still grunt out a thank you when someone serves them in a shop, they've largely forgotten how to be truly thankful. And, like someone who's had a stroke and has to learn to talk again one syllable at a time, it's important that people who have forgotten how to be thankful should learn once more. As with the stroke patient, this may mean starting with small things and working slowly outwards from there. Thanksgiving is what happens to praise when it looks around it, when it refuses to take anything for granted, and when it celebrates one thing after another, one person after another. The habit of thanksgiving can be built on the habit of praise, or sometimes it's the other way round. Sometimes they just grow together. But thanksgiving in particular depends for its full force on an underlying assumption about creation itself. The thanksgiving to which St. Paul urges his converts, that's one of the main themes of those twin letters Ephesians and Colossians, that thanksgiving is based on the belief that the world is the good creation of the good God. Of course things have gone wrong with the world, but it is still God's good creation. The many things we see in it that are occasions for thanksgiving are not flukes. They are not flashes of strange light in an otherwise dark night. They are the signs that behind the cloud there is real sunlight. Paul, writing those letters from prison, urges his readers to be thankful, and he sets up the framework for understanding why. The world in which they live is already God's good creation. By the work of Jesus and the Spirit, the world is being rescued and renewed, and they themselves are part of that. So, although there will be sorrows and irritants, dangers and death itself, they are to thank God in and for everything, because the world is still so full of so many glorious things, from breath itself to the smile of a child, from the kindness of strangers to the bliss of sleep. Just as some people need to learn the habit of thanksgiving slowly and painfully, working through the traumas and sorrows that make the world seem nothing but a dark and horrid nightmare, 
so all of us need to upgrade our present level of thanksgiving into a fuller gratitude for the extraordinary riches both of creation and of God's new creation in and through Jesus. So, make lists, and even if you lose them or don't like that approach, they will jog your elbow to think of things you normally take for granted. For a start, how about the fact that the world works at all, that day and night, summer and winter, plant and animal life are what they are? Add in some silly extras, the way your favourite singer pronounces a particular word, the fact that the blackbird in the garden chirped at you this morning, whatever it is. The angels in Isaiah chapter 6 sang that the whole earth is full of God's glory. Psalm 119 declares that the earth is full of his steadfast love, full. Look around, think about it, and thank him for it. And so we pray, Father, you are the giver of so many good and wonderful gifts. Give us also the gift of a grateful heart, so that we may learn how to thank you as you deserve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.